0: The episode you're about to listen to is part of the Apollo Creator Showcase 2022. Listen to all of the episodes in the showcase and support all of the creators involved by going to www.apollopods.com slash tal. Tal is spelt T-A-L. I hope to see you on Apollo and I hope you enjoy this special episode we created for you. This episode of Someone Dies in This Elevator natural causes, is rated G. It contains death in an elevator. Sort of. Today, I'm visiting a town that has been on my list since day one. It's built on the side of a mountain. You navigate the city of Cordia using these platforms pulled by magical ropes. They have a whole team of mages dedicated to running the city infrastructure, Nobody has fallen even once! Well, I think a few people have fallen off the platform, but they've been caught by the mages. There's a special cushiony landing spell they use. It was invented for the platforms. I thought it would be a while before I would make it here, but I got a specially addressed letter requesting I come at once. At least I think that's what it was requesting. It was a very interesting, specially addressed letter. It said, Dear uh, Orion, o- I have
1: not heard news of your travels far and wide, and I am greatly unimpressed. For you see, I currently find myself in no predicament at all, and I'm casually looking for nobody to help me with it. I was not wondering if you would be so kind as to come to the town of Cordea and assist me in speaking to the town patron, for I am clearly not in need of assistance. I'm fine. No help is required. Read this message literally and at face value, please. I would hate for you to come visit. I hope you are doing... Terribly, insincerely. In Sincerely,
0: Leaf. You can see why I'm a bit confused. But clearly something is up, and I can't not check it out. It sounds like it could be an adventure. Leaf mentioned speaking to the town patron. I've heard a lot about this patron. Apparently they're some sort of old and powerful wizard. They train all the platform mages, but nobody knows a lot about them. Anyone who gets an audience with this patron swears a vow of secrecy, and they keep it too. I think Leif must really be in trouble if he needs my help to talk to this wizard, or absolutely doesn't need my help at all. When I get to Cordea, the mountain range looms over me, poking into the clouds. The entrance is along the side of a very steep cliff, and I see platforms moving up and down all over it. They look a bit like carts, with railings all along the sides, but missing wheels or a horse to move it along. I expected there to be ropes of some kind pulling them up, but there's nothing beyond the invisible magic that lifts them. Only slightly intimidated by the view ahead of me, I walk to the platform and ask the woman stationed at the bottom if she would direct me to Leaf. She's dressed in forest green robes with a sash that marks her position as a town mage, and on her face is a look of concern. Are you sure you want to see Leaf? Yes. Why do you ask? Seems like he angered four-fifths of the town one way or another. Or, are you mad at him too? Now, between you and me, officially, I'm supposed to stop fights, but I could let this one slide no, I'm if... not mad at him. I'm just trying to, um, help him. Did he do something to you? Oh, just insulted my hairdo. Called it, the worst thing I've ever seen. And that was after I spent all morning braiding it. (sighs) Leaf certainly needs help, I'll tell you that. And you seem set on giving it to him. So, props to you. Step on and I'll direct the platform to him. Thank you. And don't listen to him. Your hair looks lovely. Thank you. I'm Ryan, by the way. I'm Raquel. I love your cloak. Thanks. And good luck up there. You'll need it. The platform carries me up the side of the mountain. I've never seen the ground drop away so fast. Raquel gives me a small wave as she becomes a tiny speck in the distance. I've never really been scared of heights, but boy, am I grateful that this railing is here. I hold tight to it until the platform stops. Wow, I'm really high up, and there's still more of cordia above me. Part of me wants to go all the way to the top just to see how high it is. But ahead of me, I see a tall man sweeping the walkway of a small home. This must be where leaf lives, and that must be Leaf. I step off the platform and walk up to him. Hi there. Are you Leaf? Nope. Um, do you know where he might be?
1: Not at all. I'd hate to help you, but.
0: <laughs>
1: Who might you be?
0: I'm Ryan. Oh, Ryan! Terrible to meet you! I was so hoping you'd ignore my letter! Your letter? So you are Leaf? Certainly not. Anyone ever tell you that you're a confusing fellow? <laughs> Only once. <laughs> Okay, so if you're not Leaf, do you know him? Not at all. He's
1: definitely not talking to you now, and trying very hard to make himself clear.
0: Alright, I'm starting to understand. Hey, if you know Raquel, what do you think of her hair?
1: The worst hairdo I've ever seen.
0: She told me that Leaf said that.
1: Did she now? And what do you think of me?
0: I think you're in a predicament.
1: What do you know about
0: curses? Honestly, not much. Just the stories I was told as a kid, you know? To keep me out of fairy rings and from wandering too far off the path.
1: Did you listen to them?
0: More or less. I sort of figured out that they were making it all up. These days, I stay out of fairy rings, but... I will wander too far off the path. It's no fun otherwise.
1: (laughs) Can't tell you're an adventurer. What would you do if I told you that I might have been on the receiving end of a curse?
0: I would believe you. Can you tell me what it is? Yes. I see. I'm pretty sure I understand, though. I think you can't tell the truth. I think you have to lie.
1: Would you believe it if I said yes to that one?
0: Yes. Horrible, awful, terrible, atrocious! (laughs) Now that we've got that all sorted, how can I help you? I don't know a lot about this town patron. Why do you need me to visit them? I want
1: to anger them as much as I've angered the rest of the town. Would you possibly be willing to explain my situation, lest I insult yet another person?
0: Definitely. I'll need you to lead us there, though. I'm still learning exactly how these platforms work.
1: Horrendous. Don't follow me.
0: Knowing the real meaning of Leaf's words, I accompany him down the road and past the broom he leaves on his steps. In his own way, Leif tells me that everyone in Cordia is able to request an audience with the patron of the town, though it's rare they're granted. He's never tried because nobody has agreed to go with him to tell the real story. Leaf leads me parallel to the side of the mountain, and I see all sorts of people traveling up and down the side of it. Soon, we reach a platform manned by another mage in forest green robes and stop. Leaf gently nudges me as the mage stares at us. Oh, we would like an audience with Cordia's patron I've been told you're the one to ask.
2: You are... correct.
1: Are you sure you want to go... with him? Do you think he might be able to hear you? I'm sure.
2: If you say so. This platform will take you directly to their door. Knock on it, and if you don't get an answer, please take the platform back down. Waiting outside the door, Attempting to break into the home or doing any sort of funny business will not
0: end well for you, I promise. All right, then. Do you
2: understand?
1: Don't you think you were pretty clear? Yes. Well, there you have it.
2: Good enough, I guess.
0: Sorry that guy was so mean to you. I don't get it. Yeah, me neither. You didn't even say any. Wait. You get it?
1: When people talk by not talking, give non answers or just wrong ones, uh, don't you get upset at
0: them? I try not to. (laughs) I don't always succeed at that, but. I've learned there's usually a reason when people lie or don't answer. Though, the reasons aren't usually as dramatic as yours. I'll give you that.
1: <laughs> what would I do without you? You ready? Oh, yeah.
0: It's gonna be okay.
1: But how do you know that?
0: Well, if nobody answers the door, we'll figure something else out. But I have a feeling they will. How? I know a thing or two about helping people. And I think this town patron would too. They've been here for a long time.
1: Here goes nothing.
2: Hello.
0: Hi. Are you Cordia's patron?
2: That's me. What can I help you with?
0: How are your curse-breaking abilities?
2: So, this is a dire case. But fear not, my curse-breaking abilities are perfectly functional.
1: Oh, thank badness, that's...
2: That's what?
1: Sure something?
0: Leaf is the one who needs your help. He's been cursed to only tell lies. The whole town is angry with him, and he's having... Well... A
1: really lovely time. It's been
0: great. The opposite of that.
2: I see. Curses are hard to break, but I think that I've got it. A dire case requires drastic measures, after all. Would you be willing to visit my realm? Sure. Nope.
0: (laughs) That means yes. (laughs) I
2: understand.
0: What are your names, by the way?
1: Certainly not Leaf.
0: And I'm Ryan. Pleasure to meet
2: you both. I am Madril, but you can call me Mara.
1: Your parents named you after the God of Death?
2: Well, a God of Death, technically. There are a few of us around. Us?
0: Whoa, I've never met a God before.
2: Maybe you did, and they just didn't tell you.
0: Oh, good point.
2: Should I... Bow or something? No, 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 no. That's that's not necessary. Just come with me. I know what we need to do to get you fixed up and uncursed. Decursed. Not cursed.
0: (laughs) We know what you mean. Mara leads us back to the platform. I expected it to go down, but once we're all on it, it goes up. Away from the top of the mountain and into the sky. Everything gets brighter and brighter until we're surrounded by white.
2: Leaf, you're able to talk freely here. Really? Oh, that's relief. Thank you so
0: much. Where are we?
2: My home. Or, uh, sort of. It's complicated. Think of this place as a realm in between two planes. Are we dead? You'll be able to return safely, I promise.
1: Now that is a non-answer if I ever heard one.
2: As I said, it's complicated, but you needn't worry. Now, Leaf, tell me how you got this curse.
1: Please don't judge me too harshly. I used to be quite a terrible person. I'd insult people for my own amusement, say mean things to make their day much worse and mine a little better. I... I didn't care about others. There was an emptiness inside me and I filled it with hate. Maybe if I'd met you back then, Ryan, you could have talked me out of it. But it was just me. Happy to be cruel. (sighs) Ah. I don't even know for sure who cursed me. The list of contenders is long. Someone could have gone to a witch, perhaps I unknowingly spoke to a member of the Fae, a town sorcerer could have cooked it up, but one day I woke up and my true thoughts were mine alone. (laughs) You know what the funny thing is, I was so deep down rotten that my lies were kind. I gave people compliments and made their day, and oh, I hated every second of it at first. But it kept happening, and soon I got to see the effects of my unwillingly nice words. And I felt good. It wasn't important that I didn't mean what I said, people would still glow, and over time I started wanting to see that glow, but...
0: As soon as you meant it, you couldn't say it.
1: Right you are. We circled back right to start, except this time... I cared. I wasn't happy to be cruel, quite the opposite. I travelled around looking for someone to break this curse, but all I did was upset them. It's nothing short of a miracle I haven't started collecting more curses, actually. And... that's my story.
2: Thank you for telling me. I know it wasn't easy.
1: If you don't want to help me anymore, I understand. I do deserve this.
2: Nonsense. You've clearly learned a very hard lesson.
1: Will it be a problem that I don't know who gave me this curse?
2: Not at all. I am... after all... a god. (sighs) Thank the gods.
0: Thank the you! (laughs)
2: You're very welcome. Now, Ryan, take a step back. Leaf, this won't hurt at all. I just need you to be still.
0: Okay. Mara breathes deeply, and then with a gesture, pulls black light from Leaf. It floats in the air, circling around him like a bird of prey. It reflects in dazzling colors, oddly stunning against the white backdrop all around us. Leaf looks terrified, but Mara's face is focused as she conjures some sort of glass sphere and directs the black light into it. With a final motion, the sphere disappears, vanishing into nothing. I get the feeling that this wouldn't be possible down in Cordia.
2: That should do it. You'll be dizzy when you return, but only temporarily. Curse-breaking messes with one's aura. Actually, I'd like to keep an eye on you for a little bit. It'll do us no good if you topple off a platform and we have to do this all over again. Would you mind
0: staying for tea? I wouldn't mind at all. No, would I? Excellent. Mara beams, and as if on cue, the platform begins descending. Leaf also seems in high spirits, if prone to tipping over. I hold tight to his arm as the platform descends, just in case. We reach the ground in front of Mara's cottage, and Leaf happily announces that he would like to sit and or lie down. This announcement is punctuated by a supremely superb stumble, and so Mara directs him to a soft bed to lie on. Leaf thanks her profusely and then promptly falls asleep. Mara and I opt for tea in the garden so as to not wake him up. How does a god of death end up as Cordia's patron? You could go anywhere. Why here?
2: Well, for a time, I did go anywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. A new god with a fresh domain. The power went a bit to my head, I admit. I messed up many, many times. When you're dealing with big problems, the consequences for doing the wrong things are also big. I...
0: I really get that.
2: Seeing new places and people was fun, you're a traveler, I know you understand that, but once you've been everywhere, it all starts to feel the same. I wanted a home, and eventually I found one here. What makes Cordia special is the way one travels about the city. When I first arrived, the platforms were here, but they did not run on magic.
0: Then how did they work?
2: Simple ropes and counterweights. Very impressive, but also very dangerous. And something I could help fix. For the first time, I found a small problem to solve.
0: If that's a small problem, I'm not sure I want to know what the big ones were. So you're responsible for these floating platforms then?
2: I'm responsible for their creation, yes. It was the first time I had a project where I was allowed to fail. Even for a god, spellcrafting is hard. And it took endless tries to get the platforms working on their own. Not to mention weaving, fall-catching charms. They still leave a person quite nauseous, did you know? That's part of why the mages are there, to make sure the town healer can be summoned. My magic isn't that... Compatible with, uh, living bodies. It's harsh. Just ask Leif over there.
0: He seems to be doing alright.
2: And that's on years of practice. As I spent my time in this town, I found what I had always wanted. A home. People started coming to me asking for help with other things. Tiny, small things that would seem insignificant to anyone themselves. It was so refreshing. I didn't feel like a big, scary god of death anymore. I felt like me. Death is inherently linked to life. And what's life if not a million tiny problems to be solved? I'm the god of natural death. People living their best life growing old, and passing on peacefully, not falling off of a tall platform because it's the only way to travel, or getting sick because the healer can't find the right herb, or losing a duel because they thought it was the only way to solve an argument. I've been able to stop all of that, again and again. Over time, people even forgot where I came from. I was just... Dia's strangely powerful patron. I didn't want to change that. So I built my cottage on the top of the mountain. And now I train the mages and grow my garden and help people. It's everything I want.
0: They're lucky to have you. Did you ever turn anyone away?
2: No. I know the rumors that spread around the town. About how difficult it is to see me but I think people just don't want to admit when they need my help they seem to think it's weak but I know how hard it is to ask they're stronger than they think
1: talking about me I do feel like I could take on the world
2: (laughs) start by taking on this tea I've kept it warm for you
1: don't mind if I do thank you What a miss.
0: Mara was telling me about the town. It seems like a really lovely place.
1: Oh, it is.
0: I know why she lives here, but what about you?
2: Oh, yes. Tell
0: us your story.
2: All right, if you insist.
0: Don't tell Leaf, but I wanted to give him a chance to talk without having to lie. I'm also interested in learning about his adventures. Don't get me wrong, but Watching his face light up as he tells truth after truth was absolutely worth it. We talk into the evening, swapping stories and tales, until a bell rings by Mara's cottage. She tells us this means someone is coming to ask for her help, so Leif and I take our leave. The view as we descend is peaceful, until a realization breaks the silence. So she
1: does see everybody!
0: (laughs) This episode, Natural Causes, was written and produced by Talmanir, with original music by Ali Hilton. Leaf was voiced by Felix Trench, Mara was voiced by Momo O'Brien, Raquel was voiced by Leslie Gideon, and The Mage was voiced by Elena Fernandez Collins. The voice of Ryan was Talmanir. I hope you enjoyed this special episode we created for the Apollo Creator Showcase 2022! We had a blast creating it! As I mentioned earlier, this is only one episode of the showcase created by us. There are a ton of episodes created by some of the best creators in the industry to check out on the showcase. To listen to the rest of the Apollo Showcase and find your next favorite creator, go to www.apollopods.com slash TAL. That's www.apollopods.com slash TAL. Check out the Creator Showcase and support the creators and Apollo who have made this all possible. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you on Apollo.
1: Anna Sheridan. New York Times best-selling author of supernatural horror, missing for nearly six months now.
2: That's not possible. Is the compass broken?
1: Given the circumstances of her disappearance, someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierced the veil, so to speak.
0: Weak radio signal, seven hundred meters, closing fast.